during the Middle Ages, at the height of the Black Death pandemic. Medieval chroniclers recorded inexplicable and unexplainable events, referred to by scholars as Mirabula. Examples include fantastical happenings, such as many-headed dogs running through the streets, the bodies of the dead rising to spout prophecies of doom, and the swarming of birds upon the unwary passers-by. In a time when the reaper drew a bloody harvest, all was completely coming apart at the seams. Which kind of fits with what's happening right now. Yeah. Like, you know, the drive through strip club, right? That's wild. <laughs> That, that's that's some crazy shit, right? Huh? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Or weed being declared yeah. essential. I mean, like, I can't think of anything, like, uh, more unsettling happening during this pandemic. Uh, anything that happens more weird would be uh, shocking news to me that it is very upsetting. <laughs> so nothing like, say, the uh, uh, Bolivian Orchestra being trapped in a haunted castle in germany surrounded uh, by wolves would do it then yeah you know uh let's uh let's we can either pretend that didn't happen or uh we can just deconstruct that a little to make me feel safer like um okay let's let's look up uh, uh, where where is this palace okay brandenburg it says they're surrounded by 23 packs of wolves that can't be real. I mean, like, let's let's look up where wolves are in Germany. I mean, like... Oh, okay. Uh, this is Germany. <laughs> that, like, every fifth folk horror movie takes place in Germany for a reason. No, no. Most of the wolves in Germany are around there. Uh, <laughs> okay, and... Yeah, no, they definitely... They are definitely in a castle with a moat, and wolves are harassing them. That's beautiful, really. That's like, uh, it's like Beauty and the Beast, almost. Except they're haunted in Rococo Castle, surrounded by wolves keeping them in. Um, Nature is healing, <laughs> we are the virus. <laughs> Isn't the ghost like some dead yeah, Prussian Frederick king or the something? Gray, uh, the guy who is oh oh that would oh that'd be horrible. He'd be like this wouldn't be like you know like shit knocking around or like fog or like spooky things or whatever. It'd be like you'd wake up in the middle of the night and some like dead like Prussian monarch is gonna be shouting at you in French as he oh man your no no Frederick the Great actually like I one hundred <laughs> 100% believe he left a ghost because when he was like 15 or whatever like his dad executed his gay boyfriend like that's a thing and like it hardened his Fuck. heart and turned him into like a stone cold killer which is why he's one of the greatest generals of all time like the, and to be in this guy's house surrounded so by wolves during a plague and also, they're an orchestra for some reason. Like, like they're making, they're sitting there with these music 
instruments in a country that they don't speak the language of. Haunted by, like, oh my god. A fucking uh, uptight, aristocratic, psychopathic dead queen. This sounds like... Honestly, this sounds like a fucking Hansel like, and this Gretel. Is, this is show. a fairy tale. Like, there's like these people. Like, one of them yeah, is exactly. definitely not coming back. Like, and no one will know. Like, like it'll be weird because like they'll be like, we went in here with eighteen people. There's seventeen, but we don't remember who the eighteenth person was. You know, like. <laughs> By the time it's all over, they're gonna there's gonna be like five of them walking out, and one of them's gonna be holding the most insane yeah, black metal like, album of all time. Oh my god! It's this this is this is classic plague behavior. Like they have to watch out for wolves. Like that's not that's not normal. <laughs> I I cannot emphasize how being afraid of wolves in your daily life is not normal, even in a place with wolves. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's, that's the plague world. Yeah, I, I think that counts yeah. for, you know, signs of the end times. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah, we're a show, um... This is Chop Shop Economics. We read this shit so you don't have to. I'm Ms. Silver, and who are the... Um, I don't remember anymore. I guess I'm the 19th Bolivian orchestral uh, accompanist. Uh, My name is St. Helen. I'm a saint. (laughs) Oh. A martyred saint. What about you? I'm Dr. Spider. I may or may not be the person who is frantically locking up all the, like, flayed human skin editions of the Necronomicon before the orchestra showed up. You just can't leave that shit lying around. Like, the problem is that when you, like, put it in a glass case and then just like padlock it it makes everyone really 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 want to get in and like it the, you they're been in there t- months I, I made the good months. faith effort. you can't just lock people in a room for months with a glass case with a necronomicon in it just cuz you lock it doesn't make it okay <laughs> Well, there was, like, some Belston who, like, came up and, like, shoved a finger in my face and said, if I didn't lock it up in that case with that flimsy-ass paddle lock, then terrible things would happen. So, you know, when some, like, ancient-ass German dude with a sword the size of your, like, face does that, you kind of listen. 
Especially when they start like chanting in like backwards Latin and their eyes roll in the back of their heads. So, you know, I just, you know, you know, I just took it at his like, word. This is okay. I'm going to say it now and it might not be PC, but you cannot trust apparitions. You can't trust them. I, I'm just like, I, I know that like some of y'all might be offended out there, but uh, ghosts aren't cool. Fuck it. I don't care if I'm canceled. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. But yeah, speaking of ghosts, we've got uh, our white horseman. Oh, Who's yeah. that? Oh, the horseman of COVID, the conqueror that has ridden across... The, the global markets had laid waste. Oh, uh, and this week it really decided to kick it off with the news that China is officially dropping their GDP target for the first time since, like, the Gang of Four was Aww. tossed into a tiny room. R.I.P. Like, gang window. of Four. Suck it, dingus. <laughs> It could like, last forever. Shout out my homie Wang Hongwen. Uh, <laughs> no, um, for real, this is very bad because like China is kind of the like driver of the world economy. So, like <laughs> the fact that they're just like, nah, like uh, how about we just kind of chill for a year? <laughs> it's just. That's not good news. This is China catches the flu, uh, vomits into the global water hey, supply, and we all, all get cholera. have you know that America already had cholera. So, <laughs> nice try, China. <laughs> <laughs> and really... France was the one to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. What was that we were hearing about, like, France having a confirmed (laughs) case before the first confirmed case in China? Um, That was wild. Don't... Yeah, but it's still China's fault for some reason. Uh... Somehow. Um... But yeah, we're now at that point. Like, China's propped up this thing called neoliberalism since the 80s. This has been, like, you could set your watch by China raising their GDP. Uh, like, I'm pretty yearly. sure that there are, like, fucking traders who have set their, like, whole life schedule around, like, China GDP targets. Like, this is, uh, this is kind of just, like, getting rid of, like, a guaranteed rate of profit for, like, a significant chunk of all of capital. And given that we had, you know, a a rate of profit crisis to begin with like that's bad that's really fucking bad yeah this is the economic equivalent of the seer has finished gutting the horse and funneling its guts and has come before the village to pronounce that the sun will not yeah, be rising so uh, i guess you know everyone like sleep in i guess <laughs> There's there's no reason to like <laughs> buy that like refrigerator that the rich 
rich. Oh, ex- fuck yeah. Spending yeah, no, that's on. what you should do. Uh, you should buy that refrigerator. <laughs> no, seriously, like, like, the fucking... All these, like, economists and big brain motherfuckers, they're all like, why won't people spend their recession checks on just random shit they don't need? Like... <laughs> Because if they were, they'd be buying yeah. guns. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, huh. You should be glad that we haven't reached that stage yet, economists. Well, I mean, the New York Times is telling liberals to buy guns, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're and... getting there. We're getting there. No, but, there. like, for real, they're just, like, it... they're comparing this to, like, 2008. You know, and like the fucking like five hundred dollar checks we got then, <laughs> like what well, five hundred bucks check was like? Yeah, it was there, but this is like, but this is like how fucking tone deaf this is. It's just amazing, and like from the study. It says, quote, Given the size of the 2020 stimulus checks, we might have expected large impacts on categories like automobile spending, electronics, appliances, and home furnishings. Instead, it seems that individuals are catching up with rent and bill payments as well as engaging in spending on food, personal care, and on durables. Newsflash! Poor yeah. people buy food and eat it. With, like... They have houses. This, yeah, this yeah, is part this of like the is, whole problem is, with absolutely. like um mm-hmm. every single step of the way, all of these like top economists ignore how bad it is. They're just like they they always act like it's like, oh, this will be just like slightly worse than the two thousand eight recession. This is gonna be the same thing except like the numbers will be a little higher or a little bit lower. But, like, that's not how it is. Like, people change... Like, the situation is completely different. And people change their behavior because it's different. People fall behind on... People were barely making their bills already. And they fell behind because, like, yeah. fucking 40% of everyone is out of a job. And... We're at, like, two Vietnams worth of dead at this point in, yeah, like, and so, six months. No, people aren't going mm-hmm. to be buying a new fucking car. Like, I tried to spend my stimulus on a car. Guess yeah. what? It's actually really hard to do that when, like, you have to spend your money to live because of, like, you know, everyone else losing their job and having to cover bills. You know, like... <laughs> Like, yeah. any car that you can lay down, like, drive off with, like, a $1,200, like, down payment, assuming, you know, somewhere you can keep up with these payments for this new car that you're totally going to be using mm-hmm. when there's nowhere to go, um, it is going to be one that you're going to sort of be wondering whether or not it's exploding by the time you get it off the lot. Like, you're going to be getting some fucking Hertz junker if you're lucky. And if you're getting it off of, like, Auto Trader or something, then you're just going to be thankful that you can't see the duct tape. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I don't know. It's like people, um, 
Or like, you know, every time it's like, this time things will be different. Well, yeah, now this time things are different. It's just that every time y'all fought, this time will be different. Y'all thought everything yeah. was improving. Because y'all were figuring out new ways to these... suck up more money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you. it turns out you can't get blood from yeah, the stone. Yeah, the, the, like, the stimulus is kind of, is mostly just made up for lost income. So people aren't using it as, like, extra cash. Like... And, you know, that's... that's uh, um, that's making the generous yeah. assumption that you actually like a got lot of it. people. Like I'm currently an IRS. Oh yeah, no, right no. Now. My partner is fucking like I. We're supposed to get it in on Tuesday. Like yeah, like as in like fucking May twenty sixth is the fucking time the check's supposed to come in. So yeah. It's it's severe. It's severe right now. And uh. it and it's just the fact that they're this out lost in fucking space when China's dropping their GDP target. So basically going, yeah, the fundamentals of this economy are yeah. absolute dog shit. And we might just be getting some doubling down. Because um, if you listen carefully, you can hear the sound yeah. of the red horseman riding. Yeah, no, like, China, yeah. China has pointed out that, like, they've just admitted that the fundamentals of the economy have dropped out and that they don't expect a recovery. And America is just, like, ignoring that there's, like, a more severe problem than just, like, a market crash. You know, and China's using this as a chance to smash yeah. Hong Kong again because the last time worked so well. Never mind that, like this putting this out there now. Hopefully, this doesn't happen, but this probably will reignite the pandemic in China because, particularly, the People's Republic of China, whenever they do like you know large scale suppression operations that require things like thousands of riot cops with gas and all that shit they always bring it in from a different province so they can be sure that these police will fire when told to do so so that means you've got people that are going to be coming from somewhere else to hong kong and i mean just speaking for myself but in my experience and y'all are free to like shoot me down on this it's kind of impossible to socially distance at a yeah, protest I don't when think, riot cops are shooting at you. I think maybe that, like, the PRC is, like, banking on protesters not wanting to go out because of COVID and then, like, things going over smoothly because of that. And, and they're really underestimating the extent to which, especially after, like, these last few rounds of mass demonstrations in the street, that, like the people of Hong Kong are willing to throw down with them and absolutely do not trust the government in Beijing at all. I mean, like, there was shit coming in from, like, regardless of your opinion of these demonstrations, if you think they're a CIA PSYOP or whatever, there's there was shit coming in of, like, Hong Kong protesters doing things, like, area denial tactics, like, super gluing fucking bricks to the road so that the cops couldn't drive 
their cars down. They were like drive their vans through different streets. Like they were like writing and disseminating all these like shit on how to make gas masks and other like we're throwing oh, yeah. down Hong the Kong street kind of nuts. shit. And the last time yeah, this happened, Kong, they fought them like, to stand Hong still. They're fucking militant, and they like do not give a fuck. So like, it's gonna have to like something is gonna have to break if fucking China's decided to just like okay, what is it fully that China is moving to do here in Hong Kong? I think that's important to address right here. Because what they've done is they have... uh, So Hong Kong is officially run by a fairly autonomous legislative council. um, that Which is like half businessmen. We should point out. Half of their legislative council is reserved for the companies and corporations. This is part of their constitution. Yeah, this shit is like... This is like Singapore, but even more cyberpunk. And the what they and they basically like hanging on to their autonomy because that's allowed Hong Kong to do things like become a massive banking center for East Asia because they can play by slightly different rules. Um, and they also do not trust the PRC government at all. Um, not without justification, um, because there's been continuous efforts by the Beijing government to undermine this autonomy and the thing that kicked off the last round of demos was that the legislative council tried to push through security measures that were ultimately rescinded because people went fucking Paris commune. Um, And that's what's happening now is this time Beijing just said, no, fuck it. We're not even pretending the legislative council matters anymore. We are imposing security uh, revisions that were rejected last December in the street. We are sending in security forces to crack down on anyone who protests and like as of like like may 23rd there were already stuff coming in on the writer's wire of riot police yeah yeah the uh the 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 bill specifically is supposed to uh like extend the like sedition and subversion laws uh from the mainland to hong kong Mm -hmm. which uh hong kong has been kind of the place where you could publish uh opinions that uh are against the prc yeah that the the, the ccp doesn't like like. you know that they disagree with and don't want published and now that in this new law well it seems that it will put them under the same laws as mainland china and that's what the uh issue really is there and people aren't a fan of that they prefer the one country two systems especially because the one country two systems thing means they don't get snatched out of their flats and chucked into a dissident encampment where they get disemboweled as an organ donor Um, (laughs) you know (laughs) i mean whether or not that's like i mean whether or not that's actually true it's like that's that's the level oh that's what they fear and you know fear is as powerful as actually carrying out your threats especially in these kinds of surveillance societies and and of course 
Because he can't possibly resist. Trump decides to use this to whip his fucking dick out. Oh, I love this part. This part's the part where, like, instead of just being like, wow, looks like another country is reigning in an autonomous area that is, like, part of that country. Like, what Trump is trying to do with the Northeast and California, there... (laughs) The, the the reaction by Congress and Trump is to just, like, be like, China, evil, kill all trade with China. Smoot Holly 2, electric It's really, it's really dumb as shit, honestly. Because, like... Even the shit-lib Dems are getting in on, like, pounding the Oh my the god, China it's so true, drum. too. Because, like, they're... They're trying to pass these bills to, like, fucking delist Chinese corporations in America. Like, that's nuts. That's nuts. Like. And, and like, and fucking Pompeo straight up said, oh, yeah, and the president might just unilaterally slap sanctions on China and certain actors in China, which there is, he could like, actually the do. The president has a remarkable ability to just unilaterally pass certain foreign policy stuff it's nuts and like but like seriously though if you whoever thinks that like delisting chinese companies during like a depression is a good idea has no idea what the fuck china does like in their relationship to our economy it like the this is one of the worst possible moves you could do. Or, 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 Mike Pompeo, Donald Trump, and Mitch McConnell are deep cover oh, sleeper fuck. acceleration. I didn't stages. think about. No, no, this is all part of the Xi Jinping thought plan. This is how capitalism ends. The, like President Xi, comrade Xi, has. Put Trump and Pompeo and Biden in these positions to where they will rant and rave about how evil China is and cut off trade with China to collapse the United States and thus allow China to bring in socialism. It, it all comes together. It's 5D chess. Like this all this goes all the way back to Deng Xiaoping, you know. Like he's like, oh, I'll sign up with Nixon against the USSR, and they because in a hundred years, we'll have socialism. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, part of the plot is like sneaking foreign agents apparently into uh state capitals and legislatures um mm-hmm. or churches depending on who you ask because i mean you know everyone's a, a russian, russian agent or a chinese bot. agent now so <laughs> um yeah oh yeah a russian <laughs> bot who is a chinese it's how agent. it works sorry it might be too complicated <laughs> for your uh like trumpist mind but anything that is against biden is a chinese bot russian agent so, <laughs> um, it, 
it really is like absolutely like stupid and, and, shit because it will hurt the U.S. economy in a time when we can't really handle that. Like this will be taking global capitalism like, as we know it is... down to the river. <sighs> Full oh, stop. Geez. When they pulled, when they did stupid shit with tariffs during the Great Depression, and keep in mind, um. You know, we've pointed out that unemployment numbers have soared at a rate that took four years during the Great Depression. They didn't start talking about Smoot, the Smoot-Hawley tariff, which is the one that is generally considered to be the thing that nuked global trade completely and guaranteed that the Great Depression would go from being, like, merely a crisis to the level of a total catastrophe. Um and we're already like we're not even six months we're barely six months into this mess and we've got these guys going for like furkin turbo smoot holly when it took the shitheads in washington and london and paris until like 1931 to get yeah, serious about a trade war it's really oh, it, it really is kind of one of those things where like the reaction of the powers that be to a crisis like their first instinct is to do something that will make the crisis far far worse it's like kind of one of those things where like oh no our army was defeated by the russians we better send in children that'll stop them type fucking thing like it (laughs) it's so it's so fucking dumb it's yeah but it's like par for the course and it's how and like you know because trump has like the attention span of a fucking lobotomized goldfish on cocaine we he's decided he's like escalating shit at home because you know nothing like saves a presidency like starting a foreign policy crisis and a domestic one at yeah the no really this like time. fucking like directing the justice department to fight <laughs> the fucking california and illinois shutdowns like it's absurd there's already been like as of may 22nd there was already a ruling by federal court that voted two to one against the mega pastor who filed suit under first amendment grounds and they went that's adorable this is not targeted at religion yeah, Shut it, the it fuck really out. is uh like they even went they even quoted like a ruling from the 1940s that explicitly said the constitution yeah a suicide like... pact <laughs> oh god it really is like i mean this like is... honestly they do worship like there are people who are like a major part of like the political this is... like layout of this country who do worship the constitution more than the bible and like and they're on they're they're liberals and conservatives and they really wish it was a suicide pact like like the liberals who like there's the liberals who fucking love their norms so much that they would rather destroy everything in the world than violate their constitutional norms. And then there's the, the like psycho fucking just conservative motherfuckers who like use this like constitution worship to try to make things worse for everyone all the time. (laughs) 
Yeah. And it's so... And, and there's, like, <laughs> heaps and heaps of case law going back, like... You can go back to before the Constitution for shit justifying this stuff. Like, Articles of Confederation-ass shit. Yeah, this is, like, every fucking decade you could find at least one example of at least one U.S. state without even so much as a buy-your-leave from Washington locking down areas under quarantine or enforcing pretty stringent quarantine regulations well up until like the 1950s like there's like the case of typhoid mary where basically the city of new york took a woman who was a carrier of typhus and said well you're too much of a danger to the public health so they locked her up on a little fucking didn't they put her on an island like they like they literally singled out a woman who had committed no actual crime and had no idea she was doing this. Yeah, she she had no idea, and she had committed no crime. And they were like, okay, no, you're quarantined. You're fully ass quarantined, and you are singled out and as a person, as an individual, and put on an island. Like, that's that's how far quarantine can go constitutionally. Like, to where they, like, will single you yeah. out as an individual. Like, so, the fact that they're... There's no due process there. There is health authorities when you're an asymptomatic carrier for typhus, we're putting you on a fucking shack on an island at the end. Yeah, and so, like, the fact that, like, people are, like, so upset that, like, they can't fucking gather 500 people into a small enclosed space is... And they think it's unconstitutional just because they don't remember the last time it happened. Like... It's absurd. It, it's these short, short memories. Like, people will, like, not even remember, like, the 80s. <laughs> like, it's all about the fucking money, is what it is with these guys. Like, these are not, like... Like, the Catholic Church, actually, like the, from the Pope on down, has been like, dude, stay the fuck home. We will totally understand if you can't do communion, because there's a fucking plague. The Lord understands if you can't get last rites. And they basically are like, yeah, we have whole, like, fucking bodies of practice for what you're supposed to do during a fucking plague. Um, Like, the people that are flipping their shit, and I'm sure the fact that the church also does things like runs hospitals is probably a factor there. Um, Unlike these fucking mega pastor grifters who depend entirely on people showing up and putting money in collection plates every Sunday to fuel the pastor's chat. Yeah, well, like, the the thing is also is that these fucking, these mega churches and stuff, a lot of these, like, Protestant non-denominational fucking churches. I pulled my de- fucking reverendship out of my ass. Yeah, yeah, they have no institutional knowledge. They have no passing down of dogma. They have no fucking best practices. All they have is, like, a couple people in a boardroom who are trying to make as much money as possible. So, there's no... Yeah, like, didn't the didn't the Hillsong guy come down with COVID because he kept insisting on doing services right up until quarantine happened? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, that... Uh, there's been, like... There's something like 20 prominent pastors who have died so far because they refuse to obey quarantine. Yeah. So, uh... Like... <laughs> if you go to a mega church, uh... 
fucking don't. If if one of our listeners manages to be one of those people who goes to a mega church, just fucking quit it. D- d- don't stop it. Just stop. <laughs> or, or you know, it, it, if you have just gone to a mega church, like go like cough on Warren Buffett or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, I bet like Warren Buffett hasn't been within twenty feet of another human being for like four months now. Like. <laughs> He's probably doing shit like that plague pope who, like, kept himself in a locked room and surrounded himself with roaring braziers, spinning fire all hours of the day and night. If it works, it works, you know? <laughs> like, shit. Um, I mean, he's already retreated from the market. Yeah. But, like, like, we've been saying, like, the shit that's going down between state and federal authorities right now is... You've got two different axes of power on a collision course until somebody does something really fucking stupid and that the Justice Department is actively getting involved in something that is unquestionably a state matter. And this Supreme Court might just actually uphold this fuckery after the Hobby Lobby shit. You've got a situation where sooner or later somebody is either going to say... John Roberts has made his decision, let him enforce it. Or if they're feeling a little more 20th century in their style, as I'm sure Kaiser Newsom might be, they may say something to the effect of, how many divisions does the Supreme Court command? Yeah, right? Like, that's that's just like... Like, it's one of those things where it'll be just like, hey, uh, like, fucking try me, bitch. You know, like, fuck around and find out. Like, I'm fucking Gavin Newsom. I'm... I'm fucking governor of California. I want to see you try me. You know? Like, th- that's the problem. We're one bear head away from going NCR over yeah, here. Yeah, like... Let's play. Yeah, really, they, like... And by the way, Don't we really... We, we really want to uh, emphasize that when we call Gavin Newsom, Kaisar Newsom, or Caesar Newsom... Or like Julius Newsom. Yeah, or, or, or Augustus <laughs> Newsom. What we're talking about is that he is becoming a dictator. Like, that's what we're talking about. Like, we're we're yeah. not like... Complete with the suede denim secret police. Yeah, we're not being... Like, this not is not a term of endearment here. I mean, it, like... Yeah. Okay. Like, Trump would be more like Sola, or actually, no, he's more like Crassus, yeah. that he's just fucking incompetent and rich and stupid, but like... Newsom, like Newsom, would genocide the Gauls, like we on a, oh, in yeah. a heartbeat. He wouldn't hesitate. He, that that's what we're like, looking at here. <laughs> like, like the only person who looks like you know a Gracchus, which would be totally acceptable, would be like you know Bernie Sanders, yeah, complete with being a senator. But you know the Gracchi got stabbed in the fucking street. yeah. I mean the Gracchi and, you know, were like. The like Julius Caesar was a popularis, you know, like that's how irrelevant like the whole Gracchi ideology was by the time uh Julius came about, and like yeah, Gavin and him was, like redistributing wealth yeah was to shore up his power exactly it. Whereas the Gracchi were genuinely like, we want to save the Republic by not having the poors kill us. Yeah, like the Gracchi were like, hey, how about plebeians have some rights? Uh, just like bernie sanders is and then like julius caesar was like hey plebeians you should support me because i'll keep you from dying like (laughs) 
and that's what that's what Gavin Newsom is like right now. He's like, "Hey, uh, plebeians of America, do you want to support me, the guy who will do things to keep you alive, or do you want to support the incompetent dumbass who's trying to kill you all?" <laughs> like, and it's already pretty far along the way in doing that. Yeah. So like, it's yeah. it's one of those things where like. You see you're in a situation where a guy is clearly going whole hog to consolidate his power and make himself, like, a greater-than-human individual. And, like, when they're kind of pulling it off, it's, like, it's impressive. It is. And that's why we talk about Caesar Newsom like we do, because he's actually pulling off being a goddamn governor of a state who might just like own the union he might just fucking dab on the entire union like and and he he's like already created like a five state power block that is effectively beholden to him like he's already several steps ahead of south carolina he's yeah no he like if you compare okay there's gavin newsom and then there's the Confederacy. That's the, like, level of which, like, we're looking at here. Because Gavin Newsom is the Western States Pack. And that's what's kind of scary about this. But, like, there's, like, lots of scary stuff going on right now. And we could talk about Gavin Newsom for hours. Which we don't have. And, like, one of the scary things that's going on right now is uh, the Black Horseman of Famine coming along. And, again, just really fucking everyone over like just this week i could not make two separate dinners i tried to make because they did not have the meat at the store that's very very scary also like you know people are running out of food or whatever well that's not important nobody nobody cares about meals why would they care about meals it's not like anyone's died over it or Governments haven't fallen because of bread riots. I mean, come on. It's not like a bread riot had any connection with the last czar of Russia being shot in a coal cellar. Oh, yeah. No. Like, there are no consequences to running out of food whatsoever. Yeah. But that was in Russia. They're like, you know, an archaic feudal society. It's not like a government hasn't fallen due to cutting food subsidies in the last 10 years. I can't think oh, of wait. any uh, superpower <laughs> that has ever fallen because of a disruption in the food supply. Um, 37% of unemployed Americans running out of food in the past month uh, and going hungry until they could afford, until they could fucking get their next check is just, you know, normal shit. That's totally chill. Yeah. Like, like but- the Soviet Union... Never heard of it. Uh, <laughs> this thing called the guillotine, you know, I'm sure it was just a complicated shaving device. Yeah. As the French were wont to make. The French, famous for their complicated shaving. <laughs> that just happened to be in fashion from 1791 to 1793. Uh, yeah. Jesus. But for real, like, that 
that 37% of unemployed Americans running out of food at some point in April is a real number. And, like, we've also got other fucking scary numbers with, like, all of the agricultural commodities. Like, um, what is it? The, the milk futures are down 30%? Like, yeah. Because it's the same thing that's happened to oil, is now you're getting all these supply chain gluts all over the place, which means the producers are going to get fucking screwed to the wall. Like, there's just nothing they can do to get out of the squeeze of, on one hand, if they don't sell this shit at the market, then they're fucked, especially because in agriculture, everything runs on debt. Everybody's borrowing to the next harvest. Everyone uh, is over leveraged. Full stop. <laughs> Pass the full, fuck, full Full fucking stop. Um, and now there's a reduction in capacity to process. So there's too much shit. They're, they're at the point of being like Barron's is straight up saying, well, at least you can dump milk down the drain. Yeah. Fucking Barron's is going dump your milk. It, it's like to the point where like, we, okay, we have right now people going hungry while they're just at, while they're just euthanizing millions of livestock and pouring milk down the drain that's that's the kind of like crisis we're having right now in absolutely dumb shit like fucking it, it's, it's all it's a stupid irish potato fan yeah that that's what's happening and like we're like seeing all of these supply lines just crash and burn and like the, the problem, okay, the oil crash fucking over the producers is, like, based and hella cool, but, like, fucking over milk producers is very, very bad. <laughs> like, if, like, the dairy is shut down, then you're not getting cheese, you know? Like, that's a, ma- like, dairy is, like, a major fucking food group. And a huge amount of, like, the calories that are consumed in the United States. And the United States is an exporter of food. And commodity markets across the board are all, like, facing the same problem of massive gluts or massive shortages. And commodity traders are, like, you know, tearing their fucking hair out and seeing it and going well hey you know that paper airplane flew just fine so i think my suit jacket will do well yeah and all kinds of other shit because it's all like all these markets are going completely haywire and these are markets that are not supposed to have any kind of instability or uncertainty to be able to function properly not even like optimally but just to be able to function they need to have everything go right yeah and like that's the problem because like fucking 45% of Americans are unemployed and they can't like fucking do those jobs to make everything go right or like do the consumer spending to make everything go right like this like fucking like Forbes well now we're at the pale horseman of death at this point you know cause like we feel the icy breath of the pale rider. It's it's bad. Like, Forbes said that like the actual unemployment rate is twenty seven point eight percent. That's what Forbes says. And then they were like, Oh yeah, by the way, uh since we since we're using numbers from a month ago that were calculated like that. Uh since then there's been ten million 
more unemployment claims. And so that's like, what, another 5%? 8%? Easily. I think it's something like 7 or 8%. So that turns it to like 35% unemployment as oh. of mid-May. And then Fuck. when you look at the stats, if this, this is publicly available from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Like, you'll notice that there's a weird little thing that happened. Uh, the year with like the lowest unemployment in decades, um, 2019, if you... Look at the numbers between April 2019 and April 2020. The labor force shrunk by 10 million people. The labor participation rate dropped by a huge percentage. Like, they're just not counting 10 million people who worked the year before. And that's if you add that extra 10 million, we're looking at an over 40%. This is every other person. Yeah, this is out of a job or is working part-time because they can't get full-time work and are in a massively precarious position that is probably going to get wiped out. This is two out of every five people have, are like not able to get by basically without assistance. There was also the, uh, there was also the Houston thing. They are restarting, um, evictions yeah in houston texas and and the texas supreme court said you know what go for it yeah it's it's really bad like we're i think we're going to see like a lot of texas commune texas there's like no solution they're like people won't be able to live if they're not militantly fighting this that's what we're looking at right now and like Like, people really did not expect, just, like, a year ago, that, like, people talking about, like, oh, an American revolution? Well, that only happens when people, like, can't get fed and they can't, like, and they're homeless and stuff. We're there. We're there. We're right now. Like, we're, like, (laughs) hi. We're there. (laughs) Like, that's what's happening right now. We're seeing, like, we're, like... Like, we've got the announcers already going, like... Like we are now arriving at the cool zone, the circle of hell station, known by economists <laughs> as the cool zone. Find the gap as you depart. Um, we're we're looking at shit like IBM laying off people for the first time in its history. IBM is so old that it participated in the Holocaust as an electronics company. That makes computers. Actively yeah. participated, by the way. We're not making this up. They're the ones who made the fucking Auschwitz serial numbers. That was IBM. Yeah, no, like... Yeah. They designed a custom... Uh, they designed, like, a literal custom tabulator specifically for this Yeah, purpose. no, like, IBM made special machines for killing Jews. But, uh... And, and four years ago, they had the cheek to run an ad campaign talking about how they brought computer tech to Germany in 1936. That, okay, that, I... Okay. I I would love to just shit on IBM for an entire episode, but the important news we've got here so would I. is <laughs> Oh yeah. Is that they they generally before. do take <laughs> yeah, a very yeah. long term like... look at uh their <laughs> workforce and like how they're running the company. They take a really long term look. And so they've never like, done a like... layoff before. Oh. Not after the end they're of World War Two, like... not in like fucking nineteen what was it? Like 
seventies. Yeah, not the nineteen seventies. Not, not during fucking the dot com crash in two thousand. This is like when the banks are eating shit and oil executives are crying into their beer. IBM is popping champagne. Yeah, because yeah. like IBM has kind of been like kind of this like baseline. <laughs> They have they make enough during the boom years to where they keep their workforce during the bust years, and they have a certain amount of business that will always be needed. But like now, they're laying people off, and this is you thousands know. of people. By this the way. is this isn't thousands. just like they're trimming. They're doing a huge some, like... layoff. This goes against their yeah. entire business model that they've been running since the goddamn like twenties, and. So that's a yeah, big I mean, deal. This isn't just like, oh no, J.C. Penney's is going under. The co- the company that barely survived 2009. You know? These guys are like so... These are They're the bluest of blue chips to the point that they make wasps look like a bunch of fucking plebs. Yeah. They make Eaton Boys look like they were born in the East End of London. Kind of blue chip. They, like, sneer down their noses at the fucking Windsors. Yeah, the the point of IBM is that... They have a literal goddamn songbook. They... IBM is the invincible company. It's the invincible company. Like, there's... No... Like, think of a... Think of a sector, and think of any major company in it. Banking? Those things fucking bust all the time. Banks fucking go under. Insurance? Those guys are fucked all the time. They go under. Fucking telecoms, they go under. Computer, like, the IBM is the company that doesn't go under. It's the con- yeah. it's the company that always gets through with a profit at the end of the year. Yeah, because they have essentially a monopoly on business systems. Like, you cannot just find someone who knows AS400 or system free 90 slash z series like those people do not just come out of the woodwork on a whim okay they train those they have like an absolute monopoly on those architectures yeah like so like these people like as a hobbyist, it's nearly impossible to buy and make work a mainframe. It's, like, to the point where, like, whenever someone actually does it, it's a big deal. Um, it's pretty much the same thing for mid-range. Like, these people know what they're doing, and they are paid well for it. And, oh, by the way, um, all of that infrastructure runs our governments it runs major businesses it runs the entire fucking banking sector like it's ibm or nothing pretty much these days um if you're if you've got like any sort of legacy code base ibm is it you don't have a choice you you could move off of them sure but that's like where are you gonna yeah, where are you going? These guys are the Bloomberg of tech of business systems, and they're also worth two Bloombergs. Yeah, and like yeah. importantly, like this like workforce that they have, 
This is the reason they don't do layoffs. So that those guys aren't just running around being able to set up mainframes that aren't for IBM. You know, like... like yeah, And yeah. so, like, this is... This is what we're talking about when we're saying that IBM is undermining their whole business model by doing these layoffs, but they are doing it anyway. Why? Because that's how shit the economy is. And, like, we're looking at things like SoftBank fucking dying. Is SoftBank going to go on? Yeah. Like, you two, this is, like, a combination (laughs) of your, like, whole deals. So please talk, tell us about SoftBank fucking silver and uh, okay and, so real yeah. real quick one last thing i wanted to add about ibm yeah they're part of the reason that hertz is going in the toilet because hertz sold all their infrastructure responsibility to ibm and they didn't make their payments mm-hmm. so that means that even if the economy magically restarted tomorrow, they'd have to spin up all that infrastructure again. And IBM is going to charge them out the ass for it. Because they have no choice. Like, at this point, they need the revenue. Um, and so, yeah. Hertz is fucked. And it's all because they bet on IBM mm-hmm. for their everything. SoftBank. SoftBank is a little weird. It's basically... It was too... Okay, so, like, SoftBank in Japan. uh, Most people know of them because they are one of the free um, cell phone carriers. Mm -hmm. Um, There's there's SoftBank, there's KDDI, there's... um, uh, NTT Docomo, and that's it. That's the free. Mm-hmm. Um, they also owned a stake in um, Sprint, um, which recently merged. Oh, yeah. So now they hold a stake in T-Mobile uh, US. But they also have like a massive vision fund because, you see... Just owning a utility doesn't really get you the returns that being an investment arm is. So they basically have this huge tumor of a vision fund and venture capital arm and all this shit. And now they're actually getting rid of part of their stake with T-Mobile. Because T-Mobile is who owns sprint now so you know they're the one they inherited um you know part of t-mobile part of new t-mobile us Mm -hmm. and now softbank is in talks with Deutsche telecom to sell part of their stake about seven percent or so of it to Deutsche telecom to raise money because their vision fund is bleeding out um, like their utility side is relatively durable because, like, you know, who are you going to go to? Docomo, KDDI, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, people are not just going to switch their phone service on a whim in Japan just because you know the economy fell out. Um, 
But the problem is, is A, there's not much point in offering the full stake because at this point, Deutsche Telekom owns 43% of T-Mobile US. They, um, the deal is for the final 7%. That would give them a complete control interest no matter what at this point. Um, mm-hmm. They already effectively have one anyway, but this would just increase it. So th- they're basically hoping that someone else will bid for the full stake and uh, to shut uh, to basically keep um, Deutsche Telekom from like outright owning um, T-Mobile US. Oh wow! Yeah. So what's yeah. happening is like if this is this is most of uh, like this is most of like SoftBank's notional value on the books, uh-huh. like a quarter of it. Especially after WeWork completely ate shit and died. Yeah, and Uber. They have a major stake in Uber. And Uber is laying people (laughs) off and shutting down support centers and is in the process of eating shit because, oh wait, you really can't run a massive ride-sharing company uh, on no actual profit until self-driving cars are a thing. Whoops! Yeah. And it's turning out that even level 3 keeps getting further and further away because surprisingly enough it's a hard problem it's one of the hard problems in the field yeah uh, it may even be like ai complete have like, they tried deleting skynet.exe yeah they have oh dang like i thought i thought we'd really <laughs> solve the problem there and like we're just like self-driving cars economy fixed bitch done <laughs> no but like <laughs> This sucks. So SoftBank has a portfolio that is, shall we say, very mixed. Uh Uh, Some of it is like companies that are still on their way to becoming functional. Some of them are other disasters like WeWork. Mm -hmm. Um, They're like, they're eating shit. If you ever like listen to a podcast or read an article about WeWork, You'll find out about how essential SoftBank was to WeWork even getting off the ground. It's so, it's like an absolute dipshit investment from them that is probably is one of the main reasons they're like having to sell off like half the goddamn company. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're having to sell off like one of the two phone carriers that makes up the trench coat that is SoftBank. Yeah, like. It's, it's yeah, and in the wake of the chill passage of the Pale Rider, we can see the fires of hell. Oh, jeez. Capitalist hell, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, it, tur- so like, it turns out that at Tesla, they are fucking the workers. Uh, who'd have thought that a manufacturing <laughs> facility that has previously made the news for Elon Musk banning caution tape because he doesn't like the color pattern would be violating safety obligations? I stuff his hand in the. Press. I am shocked and appalled that my personal 
savior and friend, Elon Musk, is doing this to his employees, the people that he owns, as, like, personal property. This upsets me that he would treat them like this. Yeah. My personal friend, it, he really, Elon Musk. He, he should be better to his serfs. Like, you know, it's just... It's, it's very rude, and honestly, like, Grimes and XAEA12 is... They, they should leave his ass. They should leave his ass. <laughs> yeah. Assuming that she hasn't already started packing the bag. No. After their little Twitter. <laughs> but I mean, for real, I, there's only kid? so much muscularity we can handle uh, in... It's, in one episode yeah we we really we're going to have to we're gonna end up having a musk segment on this show <laughs> at this point oh, jesus well and he's I, so the thing is the worst thing not the worst thing about it's just the thing that is so insane about all his stupid the beatings will continue until morale improves shit of like the sf weekly did this whole like proper muckraking expose on it because they just did a thing no other newspaper would do and talked to some tesla auto workers mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and, and they said shit like okay um we are working in a factory that has recycled air nobody has ppe there is no social distancing because it's a fucking car factory yeah like you're you may as well be asking for social distancing in like a crowd that's getting like fucking gassed by riot police uh. it's and they're basically the saying it's like, yeah, we're fucked. He's throwing us into this. It's totally unsafe. And all this is going to do is accelerate the demise of his precious little company. I know, like you, like uh, fucking Ford is putting out an electric F one fifty spring next year. Like, what? What is? What are we supposed to like? Like, what is their whole? And there's plan? already a car glut. Like. There's already a fucking, there's fucking boats. Like, there's fucking container ships full of cars floating outside the port of Los Angeles because there's nowhere to fucking put them because no one's buying cars. Yeah, it's like, where, where is the fucking business (laughs) model going from there? It's like, it's like Elon Musk went, this is a classic overproduction and like this is a classic overproduction crisis i will totally hit that just let me do this line first Mm -hmm. well i mean his thing is pretty much that as far as he's concerned as far as a lot of electric car companies are concerned like what happens to the ice sector is not their concern Nah, I, I like, okay, so there's this thing about, like... Because this thing called the auto market is not, you know, a market that consists of all cars. Yeah, it's, that that's this whole problem with their whole fucking business model, is that, like, Ford is, like, the one car company that, like, just powered through the fucking 2008 recession and, like, ended up mm-hmm. dabbing on every other american car company and like they're releasing an electric truck next year and i guarantee you it will run perfectly fine and cost yeah. way less than a it test it won't lose its way. like <laughs> 
it won't blow out its windows because the CEO decided to chuck a rock at a model at the latest car. Yeah, show. like that's yeah. like that's the difference between like Jaguar has a electric SUV. It is perfectly mm-hmm. like there's nothing wrong with it. It's an electric. It's just an SUV that is electric. Like that's what the difference is between <laughs> Tesla and these other companies. And Jaguar, of course, yeah. Need, I mean, is, it's like Tesla Jaguar is going under right ago now. With but like... that's a completely different problem. The point is that a normal car company can make what Tesla makes, except just like better. And so Tesla's losing its whole reason for existing. And right. Yeah, because the whole problem is, is, like, the skateboard idea is obvious. Like, the entire Tesla platform, they, uh, it's like, they kept on trying to, uh, like, their, you know, electric R&D kept fighting for it in, like, pretty much all of the major companies and... It's always been, no, 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 we don't want to do an entirely new platform that can't accept um, an ICE power plant at all, um, mm-hmm. because we might need to chuck that in if, you know, everything fails. And <clears throat> Tesla was like, no, okay, we'll just, we'll go ahead and use the skateboard design and yeah, it turns out to work really well. But the problem is, is it wasn't, you know. <laughs> they can't maintain it, a monopoly on it. Yeah. And now they're yeah, having to compete yeah, with like, people who have the competitive advantage of not having a CEO who is running around in public with his pants on his head. Yeah, that's like the yeah, difference I mean, it's here. Like, <laughs> it's like we're seeing like normal car companies go, oh, yeah, we can just make a skateboard frame electric car and it goes as well as like a normal car people don't have to put up with like the weird tesla shit (laughs) yeah like or the tesla price tag here's the thing like the the whole model s concept like the lancer evolution 9 miev project that they did in japan like you know, back in 2007 or so, that that used roughly the same design, and it worked. It worked just fine. It's just they couldn't make a business case for it. Yeah, it's. And then Tesla, uh, and then Tesla basically made a, you know, hand built production version of it. But that's. That was, you know, 2010. And we're not there anymore. Well, you know, not gonna lie, in the face of, like, the increasingly impending apocalypse, if I get a chance to boost a fucking Cybertruck for the podcast militia, I won't say no. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we need that Blade Runner aesthetic going into, like, the decade of the fuck are they called again? Zombie fires? Yeah. Yeah, they're calling them <laughs> zombie fires because there's no less chill way of referring to them. Like, that, like, they're, like, oh, God. They, like, seriously, this, like, they really are fucking, this, this is actually Hell Follows, 
when Siberia is melting on fire at fucking 36 degrees above their normal highest temperature right now. Like, it is It nuts. was 80 this... degrees in Siberia. How... How the fuck does that happen? It's not even summer it, yet. And we're not talking, we're not talking around like, oh, you know, the eastern shore of Lake Baikal. We're talking the actual Arctic Circle. We're talking yeah. fucking 15 degrees latitude. Like, I mean, like, it's not... The same Arctic Circle that didn't, like, stop being on fire last year. Yeah. By the way, has not stopped being on fire since, you know, everybody noticed it in the news for about five minutes. We're talking <laughs> a temperature in the Arctic Circle at places that are, like, literally on the Arctic Ocean. The, the same temperature that causes Britons to, like, drop dead in the streets. Like, <laughs> that's what we're looking at right now. Like, it, like, the kind of temperature that causes England to, like, declare a national emergency is like what's happening in the arctic circle (laughs) and it's (sighs) and this is just gonna destabilize you know everything else because that's the climate going up in smoke like climate change is just gonna keep accelerating like this until we you know actively try to fucking throw the brakes on which you know covid has kind of started to do that sort of mostly by accident Mm -hmm. um Mostly because the capitalists are like, oh shit, we can't do a capitalism, and that means we can't burn fossil fuels for a hot minute. Um, yeah. Yep. But it's that's not going to be enough. We got to do more than that. And But there's also people that are like, like people that are talking to the SF Weekly, like the fucking farmer strike we talked about in Yakima in the last uh, episode. Yeah, solidarity. All this other shit that keeps happening. Like, we can beat these bastards especially because if you had any doubts before this week that they are like dumber than a sack of lobotomized lead skulls then Mm -hmm. you know i don't know what to tell you oh jesus (sighs) yeah we're we are really in we're we very much are entering the cool zone right now where shit is just really really awful like the New Jer- the governor of goddamn New Jersey is just saying, like, we might be just laying off half of the fucking state government because we've run out of money. Like, that's... We're... So... As Wall Street's farting, like, $9 trillion. Yeah, as the Fed is just being, business. like, running that fucking... They're, they're just really going, like, money printer go burr at Wall Street while, like state governments of major states are just like and going under like i cannot emphasize how hell follows we are going in to this summer like (laughs) something is going to give there is no possible way all these things we've been talking about since the first week can keep piling up like this and anything resembling business as usual will survive. Mm-hmm. Like, it already hasn't, but at this yeah. point... I mean, we, they're we gonna... Are, we are watching neoliberal capitalism spectacularly kill itself with its arrogance and stupidity. Mm-hmm. 
The question is what's going to come after. Yeah. I mean, it's like they can fire the dead cat eat cannon again if they want. It's not going to make a difference. Like, I mean, that, that's the point we're at. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't fucking matter. They've already said money's not real, so, you know. Yeah. But we can fight that. We can push back. Yeah, no, I mean, like, we're looking at a kind of thing happening. Like, there's, like, I know you talked about this in the last episode without me, sadly. But, like, there's Yakima and Burlington and stuff. In Washington, there's, like, workers' councils being assembled. Like, Straight up, we've got, like, a Burlington Soviet type shit going on right now. And that's the kind of stuff that people are <laughs> way more willing to do now. Like, people have recognized that the status quo isn't working, and you can work with everyone else on that, too. Yeah. yeah. So, talk to your friends, talk to your neighbors, talk to the people in your pod... Don't talk to the people that are, like, licking doorknobs and shouting at people wearing masks, because they're probably going to be dead soon anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh But, you know, talk to everybody else. Yeah. (sighs) You know, maybe have a Soviet. Yeah, do... You can have a little Soviet as a treat. Yeah, Americans, they can have a little Soviet as a treat. But... I really do want to say that, like, this kind There is, like, the joke about, like, 30-plus percent unemployment and the stock market crashing and all that stuff, leading to what economists or sociologists or however the meme goes, leading to what they call the cool zone. But I really do think that it is a cool zone that we are entering where people can just openly talk about taking control from the government and taking control from the businesses. And yeah, yeah. let Kaiser and Newsom and Crassus Trump fight it out. Yeah, like the, the whole assumption that like what's going on is cool and good has collapsed. And yeah, that that leads to a lot of hope for a lot of people including me um who there's a lot of us who had a bad time when everyone was saying things were cool and good and so it's nice to see that everyone else is also saying things aren't cool and good anymore and the more you talk about it and the more we talk about it the better we can make things like people are doing stuff right now to change how the world is working and yeah so yeah do that get together organize your affinity groups thing and organize on the job and start planting that victory garden plant that fucking victory garden and And also and yell with friends the victory garden in your head i mean that's how we get through it (laughs) it works for us yeah. yeah, we're totally fine when we're not, like, looking the Necronomicon. Yeah, you know. Um, so, thank you all for listening. This has been Chop Shop Economics. We read this shit so you don't have to. Good luck have out there. Have a good week. Bye! <laughs>